0: Shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and today we are talking about Episodes 7 through 9 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean.
1: Yeah, we're starting with Episode 7. There's six of us! There's six of us! The episode titles of Part 6 are pretty funny to me, (laughs) because sometimes it's not even like something about the stand they're fighting, it's just a weird exclamation or something.
0: We gotta do a head count, everybody, come
1: on! Yeah. So we start off with a a short recap of the past few episodes of just kind of, you know, establishing what happened to to Jotaro, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Jolene's
1: motivation, Hermes getting a stand, and, you know, the discs and all that stuff.
0: All all the high-level stuff of the previous two episodes. Yeah. And then Emporio reports to Jolene on the lore from the (laughs) previous episode.
1: Yes, informing her about the discs and all that. Um, One little thing that happened... That we didn't see in the previous previous episode is uh, when McQueen is defeated and you know like dead from electrocuting himself. Hermes takes the memory disc that popped out of his head and slotted it back in, and he came back to life. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> eyes just went boop. So now Emporio is very sure that hey, if we can get these sta- these two discs back from White Snake, Jotaro can come back to life. Yeah, yeah. And he he's been tucking all these big CDs away on in his pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, for safekeeping uh, and he he hands over the McQueen's memory disc over to Jolene so she can watch the the memories on there and maybe find some clues
0: and the plan is to like give that back to him eventually when they're eventually. done with it and Emporio not just... giving him the stand disc <laughs> yeah. back though that's that's a little too dangerous
1: yeah we're gonna keep that wherever wherever Emporio lives in the prison he's just gonna use that as a coaster or something no
0: one needs that mm-hmm. stand it's a bad stand. It's a bad stand. It's a really bad stand. <laughs> it's really bad for the user too. Nobody wants yeah. that stand. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so Jolene slots the memory stand in her head to to like scrub through the the white snake footage, uh, uh looking for clues. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, oh, crocodile. Crocodile. Like it's nighttime, a little a little
1: uh spooky looking, uh and we're the camera's panning over like farmland that is attached to the prison, where mm-hmm. they make the prisoners work, uh, and there's a a barn there where where two prisoners are working, and they are both utterly terrified.
0: Big old tractor shed, yeah, freaking out. It's it. We're we're just hard into horror movie territory with these two dudes freaking out. They're trying to, to close the big shed door behind them and they're both pushing and shouting at each other, You gotta push harder, you gotta push harder. And then one guy like freaks out because there are uh uh detached arms there like <laughs> ah ah bro you lost your arms and the other guy turns around and says Bro those aren't my arms and it's the first guy's arms <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, like verbatim he says bro those aren't my arms
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so the armless guy who didn't realize he was the armless guy at first <laughs> mm-hmm. gets grabbed by a big goo mass this is a very gooey part of JoJo. Everything's everything's yeah. gooey a, a
1: giant mass of writhing like black goo from like the X-Files grabs this dude and pulls him through the, the little gap still open in the big metal door uh, and we briefly get a look at a weird face.
0: Yeah, there's some sort of slug monster in this this goo mass.
1: Yeah, and uh, before the other guy can do anything, he's just on the ground terrified. He also gets scooped up by the goo and pulled into the, the back of the, the barn. Uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they are probably... They're dead. They're, they're definitely dead.
0: dead. They're extremely dead. <laughs> it will be confirmed later as if we need it. Yeah. But now it is time for the OP. Love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. I really like this song, actually. <laughs> it's, it's It's a really good one. Like it didn't need to grow on me, but it still has, right? Yeah, yeah. so it is it's the next day. the the, the sun is shining uh, uh, and everybody is out in the yard while Loco, Rococo, Mojo Jojo, and Charlotte <laughs> are leading an assembly out in the yard with with all of the the women
1: you know, with his awful falsetto voice when he's talking through the the puppet Charlotte. Just like, all of a sudden, two prisoners vanished without a trace. <laughs> Some of you fuckers gotta go find them. <laughs> Did they drown?
0: This is not the vibe. Like, you're not <laughs> taking this search party seriously. Also, your name has too many syllables. I don't know when to stop talking when I try to talk about this <laughs> tiny little freak. Yeah, This prison, like... The, the whole assembly of, of prisoners, why do they even have a uniform in this place? Like, this just looks like a mall. You're at the mall.
1: Yeah. The, I love, like, okay, some people like Hermes straight up are not wearing the uniform at all. Some of the other women are wearing uniforms, but they've modified them to their own tastes.
0: It seems like the only thing that's required is you get, like, an an iron-on applique for for the uh, (laughs) prison logo to go (laughs) on the back of your outermost layer, whatever it is. Yeah. As long as you're labeled, anything goes.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, Mr. Loco Rococo, or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, is going on about this with uh, Charlotte and jolene is fed up with this just kind of mumbles it's like maybe they got fucking eaten by a crocodile dick and he's just like who the fuck said that uh and so he the prison is putting together a search party they're gonna force Mm -hmm. about five or so prisoners to go out and search for these two missing guys
0: i i do enjoy how offended charlotte gets at the implication that (laughs) she the puppet ate the prisoners (laughs) Her diet is criminal free, thank you. Mm -hmm. And she holds that word for like eight seconds. (laughs) (laughs) No such thing. My diet is criminal free, (laughs) thank you. So, so, yeah, they're assembling a search party. There is absolutely nothing in it for you other than, I don't know, something new to do today. There's there's no, like, cash reward yeah. or, or time off sentence or anything.
1: Get to stretch your legs, I guess. It looks like I a guess. nice day out, so I don't it know. It does look like a
0: really nice
1: day out. It's got, like, those golden wind-style wispy clouds out today, and that just seems pleasant.
0: <laughs> but but Jolene raises her hand, and, and Hermes uh, follows suit uh and guess is just like what nope nope Mm-mm. uh i got shit to do and it's not this
1: yeah and this is when a a different prison warden who will be get a little more familiar with throughout this episode introduces uh how they're going to keep all these ladies on a leash time to put on the specially branded
0: uh mm-hmm. wrist buckles called like a virgin's <laughs> also known as invisible bars. Yeah. You should have said that the other way around. You should Yeah. Have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the official name like a virgin's. <laughs> These are bomb cuffs. Mm-hmm. If you like try to do anything to tamper with them, they will blow up if you are more than 50 meters away from this prison warden who is also wearing a a similar style cuff, you will explode.
0: Yes, yes. It's like a bomb collar, but for your hand. Yeah. And I, I guess the idea is that it just blows your hand off. You are dismembered, and that is the threat. Yeah. Because I don't think they're allowed to kill you in prison. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not saying it doesn't happen, but yeah. I don't think they're supposed to.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, I don't think they would be explicitly designed to straight up just blow your whole ass up, just your your hand. And he even says... Sure would suck to wipe your ass if you're missing a hand. I guess he's not wrong. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's time to set out. uh, The the search party is Jolene. It's Hermes. It's three silhouettes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And they chase the ATV to keep up and not be exploded.
1: Yeah, this dude's driving a weird ATV 4x4 thing. Uh, so yeah, they have to they have to sprint, to keep up with him. This guy is delighted to fuck with these ladies and constantly have them on the verge of exploding all of their hands.
0: But but as uh, we see the, this group of five from behind running after the ATV, the the three unnamed ones do get colors and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> design finally.
1: Yeah, so he's shouting orders at all of them to you know spread out and search different areas. Uh, And so Jolene and Hermes kind of team up to search Mm -hmm. different areas, check out, like, an old shed.
0: And have the chance to, like, talk about the plan and what they're doing. Why did you raise your hand? What's the angle here, Jolene? Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, I just have written here, disc smelly. Why did I write that in my notes?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Hermes is asking... Uh, Jolene like hey I looked at McQueen's memory disc but did you see anything new or different when you stuck it in your head and she mentions uh, she hates putting other people's memory discs in her head or at least the one she she has done that with uh, because it makes her smell a really weird bad smell when it's in her head disc smell
0: cool so we see what it looks like when Jolene uh, uh, searches through the disc, and it looks like she got killed by Xena that, with yeah. this disc <laughs> stuck in her forehead.
1: Yeah, spitting very quickly. Yeah, she could have got shot by that one disc-throwing gun from Unreal Tournament. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we are we are seeing, uh, or rather when Jolene has this disc in her head, she sees the memory of um, uh, McQue- McQueen's meetings with Whitesnake. Mm-hmm. And he's very clearly in the same tractor shed from earlier in the episode.
0: Yes, yes. And he's got a great big stash of discs in there. One one of them was Highway to Hell, of course. And and so this is the memory of him receiving his stand. But hey, if that's the big stash of discs, that's somewhere on the farm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm looking because that's probably where Star Platinum is. We need that. We got to find it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, Hermes didn't
1: notice that clue of, like, the stash of discs because it's, it's like a blink and you miss it thing because it's, mm-hmm. uh, when, when White Snake is pushing the disc, the stand disc into McQueen's head, uh, there's, like, just a very brief reflection on the disc of the tractor, like, behind them.
2: hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: And Hermes is just like, so the whole reason you're doing this is to save your dad's life and then Jolene immediately gets embarrassed.
0: Oh, no. Nobody could know I'd rather have my dad be alive than dead. <laughs> oh no no but my dad sucks (laughs) so meanwhile this this guard that is never named yeah i think loco rococo is the only guard so far that's been named yep
1: even though a lot of the guards we've seen do recur because they're all yeah like you can't forget all their messed up (laughs) skull shapes (laughs) we got another one coming
0: (laughs) but uh this shockingly regular man looking guard yes spots yes. some some gator poop and instead of thinking ah a clue to find i don't know maybe an arm or a foot or something and close this case he thinks ah i can do pranks
1: yes because like ermes sasses back at him or something and you know tries to act like she didn't say anything and yes time to get revenge he swings at Hermes with his nightstick and deliberately whacks her bomb cuff real hard and it starts beeping rapidly like you're about to die quote
0: oopsie it was a coincidence my baton was swinging at the same spot as your wrist <laughs> yeah what a dink.
1: and ermis is like begging him like please god turn the wrist off turn the turn the <laughs> turn the wrist bomb off please this sucks please why is it beeping so much and this is when he like claps his hands real loud and like trips her makes her fall right onto about to uh uh, fall onto the the gator poop.
0: This is such an elaborate trick. It is, like, and it all hinges on her losing her balance in this precise way. It's not a good trick. No,
1: and maybe one of the funniest instances of a JoJo episode playing the JoJo's about to kick ass music theme. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh-huh. plays for like the three bars required for jolene to shoot out a thread grab a big leaf and cover up the poop with the leaf so that ermis doesn't get poop on her
0: <laughs> she not only doesn't get poop on her but the force of her landing on it squelches the poop out like uh, <laughs> uh and so it shoots onto the guard ha 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 gotcha it's some there's some Stardust Crusader shit with the
1: poop. I feel like JoJo's been pretty poop free for
0: a while. <laughs> so uh Jolene then like uh is all like sweet and conciliatory toward the guard so they can just like get on their way mm-hmm. and and find uh the garage where the tractor is. But a, a pair of our anonymous searchers got there first and think it is stupid to look in this big shack. <laughs> Yeah. It's such an obvious hiding place for these guys. There's no way they're <laughs> in there. Let's not even try.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so when they, they leave, Jolene and Hermes just run right in there. And it's just like, oh, fuck. We immediately found the disc stash.
0: They they see tra- the the tractor, uh, tractor number four. So it's the one from the memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is time for a stone free title card. We've reached the mid episode. All right. All right. So as soon as they find the tractor, the guard is like, okay, we're done looking around here. We're going to go wade through the marshes.
1: Yeah, he's forcing all of them to go into the the swamp water. And, you know, that sucks because if he gets too far away, they're going to blow up before they can look for the disc. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is when we get, like, a bit of a closer look at all the ladies here.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got Undercut, we got Ponytail, and we got the lady with the unfortunate tan. (laughs) Yeah. How... Do you get tan lines on your face like that? Like, it looks like she goes outside with a Jesus fish on her face <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah, a big one right down the middle of her face. Absolutely. Wrapping around her nose and mouth. I was trying to think of how to describe that shape, but yeah, it's just a Jesus fish.
0: Or, or maybe like the, the uh, alchemical symbol for Taurus.
1: Mm, yeah, that works too.
0: The, the loop uh, is around her mouth area and then the the two like horns up top go over her eyes and mm-hmm. that is a lighter color tan than like her, her cheeks in the middle of her forehead it's very strange it's very weird
1: is it a <laughs> birthmark i don't know i don't know the guard is just driving away and all the girls are just like kind of gathering up and going like man this sucks
0: and then Jolene... Jolene is trying to change a tire in record time before, the, like, her hand explodes. Yeah.
1: And this is when Hermes starts, like, sweating and going, like, something is really weird and off here. And Jolene's just like, yeah, this is all fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And Hermes goes, no, no, no. There were five people in our group, right? Well, there's six of us.
0: I know how to count to six. It's how many fingers I have sometimes. <laughs>
1: Uh, and yes, there are indeed six women in the search party now, even though we started with five. But Irma isn't really sure which one is the new lady because she d- just did not pay attention to any of their faces
0: until now. And everybody is wearing a like a virgin, so like the the obvious tell isn't a tell.
1: Yeah, uh, and then this is when another one of the ladies in the group notices. Wait, there's six of us. Uh, yeah,
0: that's a, a lime cat.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's (laughs) Limecat. God damn it. Oh, I haven't thought about Limecat in a while. Yes, there is a lady in this group wearing
0: just like... She's the only one of these uh, other searchers that gets a name. Her name is Atro, and she can also count to six. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. She joined the search party because her prison bullies didn't, and so it was a chance to get away for the day.
1: (laughs) Uh, She does look very sad every time you see her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah this lady is wearing just like blue coveralls and yeah her hair looks like a big lime slice was cut into the shape of anime hair and just put on top of her head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. peachish bright orange lipstick and this is when oh shit everyone's cuffs start beeping
0: yeah yeah you think a logic puzzle is start is about to break out but there's no time they they all start freaking out and they notice that the guard is gone and his bike is sinking down into the marsh
1: and they they walk closer to it and it is just c- completely painted in blood
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then our our one named prisoner poor little Otro uh limecat herself explodes
1: and uh hey so you know how those those bomb cuffs are meant to blow up your hand her entire body gibs
0: yeah, it looks like it
1: looks like she's completely gone from the knees up. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's like she w- a balloon filled with blood exploded. Like like that that was it the movie the weird Al movie UHF where that guy at the start has his head explode. It looks like that. <laughs> and like yeah, her legs are just there and they're smoking. And her hands and other parts are just kind of floating back up to the surface of the water. Uh, And, oh, hey, there's the guard's
0: body. (laughs) Way over Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. So, like, the the trio of unnamed prisoners goes over to to him. Hermes starts thinking about who the killer could be. She's pretty sure that Undercut wasn't there with him in the beginning.
1: By the way, Undercut here, uh, she's got one really weird trait. Her eyes are just... A very shiny black. She has no whites mm-hmm. of her eyes. She put in weird monster movie uh, l- lenses on.
0: She got the polpo eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Jolene, Jolene has played werewolf before and she's not ready to to reveal her <laughs> hand just yet. Mm-hmm. So out of frustration, Hermes kicks a bucket, which makes a gurgle noise.
1: <laughs> like at the same time, Jolene's trying to like figure out Okay, it can't be undercut, because wouldn't she just still be trying to guard the, the barn right now? I mean, she would also explode if she'd try to do that, but we got a gurgling bucket we got to pay more attention to
0: now. Like, I I think it it is, of course, like, reductive and even lazy to be like, oh, wow, look at all this weird stuff. How do you think of this? What were you on? Uh, but, like... <laughs> the constant paranoia, though, <laughs> yeah. that feels like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at a bucket and think that thing could murder me, th- that's <laughs> that is not someone in, in, in like a, a an unaltered mind space.
1: Yeah. Now, if Jotaro did that, I would not question that because he's been around so fucking long. He knows. <laughs> Basically, anything could kill you at any any time, and if there's how is he ball. so calm? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the it's all the uh, marine biology that centers him.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why he's always going out into the ocean. He, he can just like be overwhelmed by the size of it all and and really focus and center yeah, himself.
1: It's very calming. Wouldn't you <laughs> believe it? But Jotaro is way into meditation now.
0: So, so Jolene wonders about their next move just long enough for Hermes to be kidnapped by a bucket <laughs> and dragged down under the marsh.
1: Like the, she, her head is stuck inside this bucket, and she just is thinking,
0: "What the fuck is in this bucket?" And that's when weird little guys show up. Yeah, yeah, like teeny tiny versions of the great big slug monster that ate those two guys. Yeah. And then it multiplies. It's two of them, and then it's four of them.
1: And then she looks like deeper into the bucket, notices the whole bottom of the bucket is just coated with like thousands of these little guys.
0: It's just like a slime mold colony of stands. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then this is when you notice that, like, hey, uh, the outside of the bucket has, like, a weird slime in the form of hands, like, holding the bucket down on her
0: head. So she stickers the bucket apart and, and to, to free her head, but there is this slug colony wrapped around her neck as she shouts out to Jolene.
1: Mm-hmm. At this point, Jolene sees that she Hermes is being dragged across the surface of the water by this weird slug monster thing, and it's just in a completely humanoid, humanoid form now. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And this is when Jolene does a pretty cool thing. It's like, hey, the water is really dangerous. Don't go in there. And so Jolene shoots thread out of all five of her fingertips on her right hand and like has it wrap around one tree branch and then extend out towards one like in the middle of the marsh and uses that to like create a little thread bridge for herself to run across.
0: Yeah, she basically knits a strap to run along uh, uh, over the water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and this is when we, like, we've seen this in action before, but this is, like, the first time the rule is, like, stated. So when Jolene uses lots of thread, holes start tearing open all across her body where you can see the string underneath her skin. Uh And uh the more thread she uses, the more her own body, like, Gets used up as thread. And so if she uses too much thread. She can hurt herself or die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or do some other things. That we're about to see. But <laughs> Yeah. Cause so this... she's running along at top speed. She jumps off of her, her uh, suspended strap. To deliver a double flying punch. It looks really cool. <laughs> it looks pretty cool.
1: But the, this stand. Uh, blocks the punch. And then punches clean through Jolene's gut except not. Because she didn't have a gut there. Ha ha ha. Jo- yeah. JoJo's trick. JoJo's trick. She she made such a large hole from using so much thread that her stomach is just a void. <laughs> right it's just now. a
0: socket to grip around this stand's forearm and hold it in <laughs>
2: place.
1: Uh, so this is when she's able to get uh, in a big kick against uh, th- this guy's head and then she do... She kicks
0: this thing's face off.
1: Yeah, and then punch rush it. Uh, and she notices... When she does the big punch rush, one of the three ladies, like on the side of the marsh, it just fucking collapses and dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a very different stand design from normal, I would say, though.
0: Okay, so this thing looks like it comes from X Men Evolution. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got robot legs. Mm-hmm. It's it's very. Like it's actually got like a differential gears for yeah. hips and yeah, or maybe it looks like a mid 2000s Transformers cartoon, but it definitely oh, has yeah. mid 2000s like Fox Kids energy. Yeah, it's definitely like
1: that kind of skinny, sleek, like black and gold color scheme that I feel like you saw a decent amount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does feel a little like mid 2000s Transformer design just because of how like kind of skinny it is. It doesn't have a stomach. It just has a big metal pole, mm-hmm. like spinal column that goes up where its upper torso is just kind of stuck onto it. It's basically got the same head as the little, the little as, weird. As the little guys. shrimp
0: version of itself. Yeah, Yeah. It's got cinnamon bun eyes, which are very fun. <laughs> oh yeah, those are pretty good sort of steel cable strips uh, uh that define its face like mm-hmm. one going over the cheeks up to the, to the skull on each side and one on the center line and that one turns into something between a ponytail and a satellite dish
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> is great it's, it's got human teeth which is yes. fun
1: <laughs> yes and its legs like fr- from the hips down it's just like black skinny legs but once you get to the knees it's like more exposed like metal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like ball joints with just two rods sticking out and uh, big gold
0: buckle shoes (laughs) yeah i like this guy this is a good guy it's
1: it's a cool it's a one of the more unique stand designs we've seen while still being a humanoid stand Mm -hmm, but yeah, this one, like, especially compared to, like, Kiss, you know, this one's design isn't crazy busy because it really only has, like, three colors, just mm-hmm. silver, black, and an a accent color of gold. But yeah, it's cool looking. I like it.
0: So Jolene after yeah, kicking all of the the face parts off of this <laughs> face we just described, uh, uh, reels in her string, just ziplining uh, uh, she and Aramis back to safety with this stained monster in rapid pursuit. Yeah. Like, its face is still got the chunks dangling off of it for the rest of their encounter, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so as they're escaping, Jolene is thinking to herself about how, wow, this thing is so fast and so strong, it seems to violate stand rules like every other stand does.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're like zipping across underwater really fast, but it, the, the stand has grabbed Jolene's ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when Hermes is just like, hey, I put a sticker on that guy's arm, the one that's grabbing you right now. And so Jolene just kicks the the uh, sticker off, which causes a, a copy of this guy's arm to appear and then slam into, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into itself and, and shred its own arm off its body.
0: But it reforms. It reforms and sinks back down into the marsh. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, up on a uh, uh, solid ground, Ponytail has grabbed the guard's radio and is calling in for assistance because things have gotten bad. Yeah. But Hermes, she stands up. She shouts at them all, hey, join my social deduction game right now. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yep. Yeah. She brings us to episode eight, Foo Fighters. We recap those, those final moments, and Undercut is the first one accused of being the murderer, while Ponytail and Weird Tan get asked if they remember her from the beginning. <laughs> and Ponytail doesn't remember Weird Tan being there from the beginning either. Hmm... Although Jolene looks over at Ponytail's nosebleed and is like, hmm, I kicked a stand in the nose. (laughs) But, but that's not why she's bleeding. She's bleeding because the lady with the weird tan punched her. Hmm. 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 (laughs) And now everybody's attention goes to Jolene because you're asking a lot of questions. How do we know you're not the murderer? Hmm. So, so then Stonefree comes out and and just knocks Ponytail to that. (laughs) <laughs> just knocks her to the ground. Yeah. This is the most violent
1: werewolf game I've seen, I
0: think. <laughs> right? like Actual physical
1: injuries involved in this.
0: The third rule of Fight Club is, we like to play a round of the resistance, you know, just so everybody can get the vibe of the room. Uh, <laughs> so Hermes so looks over Jolene is like, how did you know it was her? And she didn't. Her plan is to just knock all three of them out. <laughs> She's caught in the middle of the Okiyasu gambit. Uh, uh <laughs> when Undercut grabs her wrist and all three of the nameless prisoners start talking like aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah, the it's the the twist here is that uh the all of them if the all answer is them. all of them. Mm-hmm. Jolene punches one of them down to the ground and then this is when all of them start oozing black goo out of their mouths and eyes, and they just start melting. Uh weird tan, her jaw just like falls off.
0: As she's absorbing the other's ooze puke. Yeah. <laughs> because the two pukers were original searchers all along. Mm-hmm. If you like rewind to the beginning, you'll you'll see, like, they you got it right. But they died and have been replaced by the Stand ooze. Yeah. While the weird tan one is a, a invented person, built out of spare parts from the two dead guys the night yes. before. <laughs> yeah, that's how
1: she. the The Stand has a cuff too, and then her face
0: splits open.
1: Yeah, just right down the middle to reveal an even weirder Stand head
0: inside. <laughs> Yes, yes. So uh, uh, this second version of the same stand is – it's really like a second draft of the same design. It is – there are a lot of small differences. Like the feet are much more robotic. Mm -hmm. There is this pinch under the knee and above the calf that speaks to to really like non-human anatomy, whereas the one we described previously, those are just skinny jeans. A a person's legs could look like that if they wanted to. Not these ones. (laughs) (laughs) some fucked up looking legs but the biggest difference is it's got a very tall thin uh uh head like this is a totally non-human head yeah and instead of human teeth it's got little uh uh, three fangs one coming from the top and two from the bottom Mm. make a little sucker mouth The, the nice friendly cinnamon bun eyes on the the previous one are now just like Angry, angular, uh, yellow outlines of, of black, beady eyes. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Ooh. And also, not not a normal part of its design, but when this lady's head splits in half and we, we see the stand head inside, it's got two discs sticking out of each side of its head like mm-hmm. big Mickey Mouse ears.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's Florida. Like, they're not <laughs> yeah. that far. Yeah. And so the OP plays... And uh, it is time for the stand to give us its its raison d'être. Uh, uh, it is willing to do whatever it takes to protect the gis- the discs gifted by White Snake. It mm-hmm. is the disc stash guardian. Yeah. Because White Snake gave a stand to a bunch of pond scum. Yes. <laughs> which gave the pond scum intelligence. Yep. And. Uh, absolute undying loyalty for like uplifting its existence yes the stand is also the stand user
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. basically because all of its intelligence and ability to become a humanoid form it's from its its own stand power
0: uh, aside from that last part you could say the same of jolene with the way her guts work when she's sending that's, strings out that's true yeah <laughs> Uh, it's something that I find really interesting that that I really enjoy about uh, part six's stands so far mm-hmm. is that a lot of them are really biological and, yeah. and like the the physical and metaphysical line is is much blurrier, much much more complicated than than stands in previous parts. Mm-hmm. But but yes, this stand who's still not named. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. The the thing that it do is be, because it is plankton. It needs water. It needs to be wet. Loves to be wet. But because it has a job inside a, a shed, it needs to get water. Where does it get water? It eats people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So Jolene's plan is like, hey, we have to kick this thing's ass and never let it get near water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is when the stand shouts its name. I am Foo Fighters. <laughs> Or as it's localized in English, just FF. Just FF. It's that's fine,
0: I guess. And then it starts quoting. Uh, uh, then it starts <laughs> quoting astrophysicist Fred Hoyle. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was who a told? lot. There was a who
0: told it about Fred Hoyle.
1: There was a lot in that memory disk. <laughs> I guess. Does this okay? So does this mean White Snake scooped out the memory disk of a human being first, and then threw it at some plankton? Because I don't think he can just make a memory disc. I think he
0: just takes them from other people. I don't know. Maybe some of its murder victims had library books on them. I don't know. Maybe. Anything could happen out there. <laughs> so specifically, this stand is talking about Fred Hoyle's contention that intelligence predates life on Earth Mm -hmm. and goes on to extrapolate the idea of, of an organizing principle of intelligence that is beyond anything anyone can truly understand that even extends before the Big Bang and hold up. Let me stop you right there. Fred Hoyle did not believe the Big Bang existed. You you started making <laughs> up your own shit somewhere <laughs> on this path. You, you know the story of how, like, the Big Bang theory was named by someone who was trying to discredit it, giving it a derisive nickname in an interview? Yeah. That's Fred Hoyle. He named the uh, Big Bang as a joke. That's okay. the same guy.
1: All right. I did not know that. Uh,
0: the, the part that actually comes from him, he was talking about panspermia. He... Believed, like, if you run the numbers, Mm -hmm. organizing organic molecules in a way that becomes self-replicating that will eventually, through, like, evolution guided by natural selection, become just the the great wide world of life. But just that that first step to get self-replicating parts is so unlikely that it must have started somewhere else and landed here. In right. like organic compounds in in uh, uh, meteor impacts or whatever,
1: right? And then the sand books it.
0: <laughs> and then the sand books it, yeah. <laughs> but Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, of course, uh, does make one think. Hey, uh, hey, Rocky, there's there's a pretty significant Dave Grohl project you seem to have skipped when you were when you were naming things. But more importantly, and more relevantly, I think the name for the band and therefore the stand comes from like a term world war 2 pilots used to describe things they couldn't understand out mm. the window like which have all been folded into ufo lore starting in the 50s and beyond oh, okay so yeah you you want to talk about alien shit there you go alien name foo fighters aliens so yeah right before foo fighters like books it foo fighters says it's painfully obvious i'm more intelligent than you <laughs> away foo fighters is really concerned with everyone recognizing that it's smart and like a worthy being got (laughs) got a real complex you know being living sludge and whatnot
1: yeah so foo fighters is is running straight towards the the shed to protect the discs and as jolene and ermis try to chase after foo fighters uh the other foo fighters that they were fighting earlier is
0: still around and goes for the guard to steal his master like a virgin (laughs) yeah so so i mean this is a smart play you have one to go defend the discs the other to like alter their their safe radius so they can't even get to the discs yeah maybe it's right maybe it's really fucking smart and you should respect this slime (laughs) and so jolene Runs towards
1: the barn anyways And just says, Hermes, uh, you gotta kick The shit out of that thing and grab the body And move it to- closer Towards the barn before I Run too far away that I explode <laughs> I trust you, by." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is what sisterhood Is all about mm-hmm. uh, So <laughs> The way she explains that is such a run-on sentence in more ways than one. <laughs> There's like eight clauses in this sentence while she's running full tilt. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'm running to the storehouse, it's up to you to protect the guard and his body within my safety range so my doesn't go off and blow me up before I get there. Got no choice! Hey. So Kiss does some ineffective punching on Foo Fighter 1 mm-hmm. and gets its arm karate chopped off, but JoJo's trick... <laughs> That was a duplicate arm, and she pulls the the guard ashore while the the stand is messing with her spare arm. (laughs) Hurts herself badly when uh, she unstickers and gets her arm back on her arm.
1: Yeah, like... I think she just says oh man this is gonna hurt like a bitch and then yeah rips the (laughs) sticker off and then her whole
0: arm just starts gushing blood and so Foo Fighters 1 explodes into sludge and reforms on top of Ermis choking her out with one hand (laughs) (laughs) and and this first Foo Fighters like travels that
1: way because like at first when Ermis gets away onto the shore it looks like Foo Fighters here like looks like it's just mad because it just like slaps the surface of the water real hard like ah shucks but it's actually to spread water further onto mm-hmm. land
0: so she she's back up on land and uh uh she kiss stickers the the corpse of of undercut mm-hmm. and then these then unstickers it so these two desiccated dried out husks slam together and explode in a a, a cloud of dust <laughs> Yeah. which dries out foo fighters and is and and is like a super effective attack and like yeah. ah aha our enemy has an elemental weakness to dry
1: <laughs> yeah it hates ground types
0: <laughs> So then she kicks the first Foo Fighters to bits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This has given Jolene just enough, like, radio frequency leash to reach the the barn door, and she opens the door real cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's
0: the coolest way to open a door I've ever seen. Her pose, when this door opens around her, is sick as shit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Jolene has some of the best Jojo poses, honestly. Like, a lot of them are in later later on, but she just has a lot of great ones.
0: Everything about the way she moves, the way she stands, it, it is confidence and defiance, and it's yeah. so fun to see. So yeah, inside the tire, she can see just a big old stack of, of discs. But in between her and the discs is Foo Fighters 2, who punches a faucet to make a puddle. And in a puddle, it is unstoppable. <laughs> yes.
1: By the way, I just want to mention the sound of Foo Fighters' voice. Uh, at least for the English dub, I forget what it sounds like in Japanese, but it's like a lady doing a real deep voice, like with a a, yeah. a filter yeah. put on top, and it's kind of funny sounding. <laughs> it's
0: you obvious I'm more intelligent than you. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so Jolene steps inside, unafraid of this puddle. She even steps My in God. the puddle. <laughs> Uh, and she starts asking questions, but Foo Fighters here doesn't know who Whitesnake is. Foo mm. Fighters does not have friends, but is familiar with the concept of friends. Yeah. Might be friend curious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so Jolene, you know, is trying to attack Foo Fighters and is also shooting out thread mm-hmm. uh all around. There's like some real like video game boss fight design stuff going on because there like it's like black ooze tendrils shooting out all around the arena it's like ooh don't step in that area. Uh
0: Yeah, yeah. So like Jolene is covering attacks behind attacks behind attacks, but all of them Are compensated for. All of them are are stopped because Foo Fighters is is in a big puddle and is therefore everywhere all at once. Mm -hmm. So, like the the feint to like do a punch rush to cover up, uh, uh, reaching out for big sacks of flour uh, with strings, completely ineffective. Does not work. And this is when Foo Fighters grabs
1: Jolene by the neck, and then Uh its ooze crawls Uh up Jolene's face. Burrows underneath her skin, and then you can see the ooze, like, crawling over her eyeballs and her teeth.
0: Yes! Gross bug. Yes. fuck. And this is when Jolene, while being oozed to death, uh, informs Foo Fighters that it has already lost JoJo's trick! <laughs> JoJo's, JoJo's trick! JoJo's trick! There's so many JoJo's tricks in this episode. <laughs> this is... When it really starts, uh, uh, I don't think we've had a proper JoJo's trick in part six until now. Yeah. And they are making up for lost time. Mm-hmm. So uh. in that whole uh, exchange, that is when Jolene had time to send out secret strings unseen to to start the tractor. And there is, like... A fun little visual yeah. of strings like cats cradling around to, to like turn the key and, and keep the the steering wheel relatively straight and then push down on the accelerator somehow. <laughs> yeah, like move the stick shift. Because <laughs> the sound of the engine turning over was covered up by all of the splashing and the hose noise. You know how, <laughs> yeah. how loud hoses are sometimes? Extremely
1: loud. <laughs> Maybe it was like a power washer or something. I don't know.
0: So the tractor is just piloting itself out into the tilled field, with Ermis running ahead to to grab it, and uh, Foo Fighters turns and runs after it. Uh, it's it's a foot race for this runaway tractor, mm-hmm. but but that ground is thirsty, hasn't been irrigated lately, so so <laughs> the farmland is just eating FF.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like. The the further it runs, the like shorter it gets because its legs are just just <laughs> dissolving into the ground. It's great.
0: That thirsty thirsty soil. And so Hermes uh, uh, approaches and picks up a big handful of of dirt, ready to throw at it as a killing blow. But Jolene says no, no, no. This is a friend. <laughs> it's just a head on the ground
1: now. And yes. <laughs> It, 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 like fucking, like fucking, uh, wham in part two where he's just a head on the ground and Jolene like rings out a little cloth of water onto its head to, to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And Jolene's just like, hey, this thing's really just defending its right to live. It doesn't yeah. actually care about White Snake. It's just the way it, it continues to live. So what if we are nice to it and just give it lots of treats <laughs> and water? <laughs>
0: And she even says that, like, hey, it's not human. You can't judge it by the same standards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Morality is for humans. This thing is a space beast of sludge.
1: <laughs> and so Jolene kneels down and tells Foo Fighters, like, hey, I don't have any intention of taking all of these discs. I just want to get my dad's.
0: Like, having them protected by you against White Snake is way better than just like carrying them off into my bunk that's fine
1: yeah and this is when irma says fuck me this is unbelievable
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah they they have a new situation with this friend who is like hey and maybe maybe if we're lucky if white snake comes back here you could be kind of a mole maybe Mm -hmm. maybe but, but the search party adventure ends with a series of info boxes that break down how much of a failure this whole thing was. Yeah. At least from the prison's point
1: of view. Shaved head, no body found, black hair, dehydrated body,
0: bullied girl, death by explosion. <laughs> <laughs> dead guard, two dead guys last night. We're just going to say they're dead, we never found them. <laughs> so our, our mid episode title card here is foo fighters but all three forms the mm-hmm. the the little bug version the plankton body the the first one with the friendly face and the the tall alien head of uh, uh, foo fighters humanoid number 2 mm-hmm. all in the same eye catch
1: so Jolene and Hermes are sorting through all of the discs. By the way, the guard isn't dead, actually. The card with all the deaths just says guard, injured. He looks pretty fucking dead to me. He looks really <laughs> dead to me. I don't know. But yeah, the, Jolene and Ermes are sorting through all these discs that were hidden inside this tire,
0: and there's Star Platinum. And Jolene uh, uh, grabs it, tries to put it in her head, and it ejects so hard that she gets thrown into the tractor and seems to break three rips.
1: Yeah, superimposed behind her, which she has this disc halfway in her head. Is just Star platinum just doing uh, a gigantic aura or a punch
0: rush. Like, get the.
1: F- I don't want to be in your brain. Get me the fuck
0: out of here. So, so they found one of the discs they were looking for, but his memories aren't here. In fact, it seems no memories are here. This is only stand discs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we get a visitor. Oh, you thought Atro died? Well, you're right, but we don't have to say so, because Foo Fighters is hitching a ride inside that skin suit. Yeah. You know you know Edgar from Men in Black? Uh-huh. Let's do that. That's fun. Yeah.
1: Everybody likes that movie. So, yeah, when uh, when Atro appears, you know, the, the two others immediately assume fighting stance, like, why the fuck, what? <laughs> and, and... Foo Fighters here is just like, hey, it's just me. I'm just an ooze lady now. Check it out.
0: And they they have filled up this this corpse and are are puppeting it around, uh, and have made a new hand out of the goop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got an all black hand for for uh, what couldn't be reconstructed, yeah. with fingertips. They give up on this part of the disguise Once the fingertips keep falling Off the goo fingers
1: (laughs) Yeah Oh, it's gross, it's so gross Yeah, and they're both just concerned Like, you're a different person And everyone's gonna notice that you're a different Person thing, and this is when FF just says like, hey, it's all right. I still have access to all this chick's memories Here's her prisoner Mm -hmm. number Uh, Back when she was a child, she always dreamed of Being kidnapped A
0: fucking freak Yeah (laughs) So when she, she, so when she, she loved <laughs> the idea of kidnapping so much that when she grew up she kidnapped a kid just like as a treat for them as a present because yeah. everyone loves being kidnapped right? <laughs> just did it on a whim. Uh,
1: and this is when FF goes, "Hey, both your arms are bleeding. Uh, I wish I could heal you, but I can't. Lick, just licking all the blood off there." off both their arms with her really unnaturally long tongue
0: they they also walk up and say oh my new mission is to protect you no it is not <laughs> you just got a new bit mi- we watched you get a new mission and it was not that it was to protect these discs from white snake yeah and she
1: <laughs> she she gets shoved to the ground because they're both you know very obviously weirded out by her licking the blood off their arms and she falls on top of this puddle of water and just starts going to town licking that up and they're like you want to drink that out of a cup and she doesn't know what cups are <laughs> And it's but but they give her a cup and it's the coolest thing ever you Hell can hold so yes. much water in this fucking thing you can gulp that shit down so
0: so actor notes for, for Foo Fighters here uh, Foo Fighters is Japanese voice she played Stocking in Panty And uh, oh, okay. Also, Killua in Hunter Hunter.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. I'm pretty familiar And with she that.
0: dubbed yet another of the Fury Road Wives. <laughs> uh, while Foo Fighters' English voice uh, was Ichigo in Darling in the Franks, mm. Hildegard in the Legend of the Galactic Heroes remake, uh, and often works as an ADR director. Huh. Okay. Uh, they are married to the guy who voiced one of the unnamed dead men in the previous episode <laughs> that <laughs> okay. the search party went after in the first place. That's fun. <laughs> oh, slurp up that blood. Yum, yum, yummy. No. So yeah, Foo Fighters here is just just a gremlin, just a weird little gremlin who does not understand your Earth ways.
1: And, and Foo Fighters is mentioning th- this stash of discs, are all of the discs that, uh, like, you can, you can put any stand disc in your head, but that doesn't mean it's going to work. Like, it might just eject because you don't have the constitution for it, or whatever. You got to be a big, beefy guy to have Star Platinum in your brain.
0: There's only one guy on <laughs> Earth that can handle Star Platinum. <laughs> so so this is the reject pile, basically. Yeah. All the stands that, that don't have a home uh, uh, for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And this is when they notice, like,
1: ah, oh, shit, the guards are, are coming.
0: So so yeah all the the memory disks must be held somewhere else somewhere even safer by white snake where he is surely trying to understand the the great secret of Jotaro Kujo which i have to understand is why he settled down with a lady wife <laughs> yeah does she have gills what do you see in this woman i'm pretty sh- i
1: honestly jotaro seemed asexual he seemed to have no <laughs> interest whatsoever Much
0: like his beloved starfish. Yeah. Are starfish... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So... Whatever they do, it's probably fucking gross.
1: Yep. Uh, And this is when it's like, oh, shit, the guards are coming. We have to find some way to hide the star platinum disc and get it inside the prison. And this is Mm -hmm. when Foo Fighters goes... That's easy. I can inflate my boobs whenever to the the cheers of millions of people on the internet.
0: I shall make myself biggly jiggly and <laughs> slot that disc right in there. And so she does. Why is that you are slime in a lady suit, just like swallow it. What are <laughs> yeah, you
1: doing? Just eat it. <laughs> it's flexible too. You could put you can swallow that disc. Just wrap it up like a little burrito. Shove it up your exploded wrist. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the desire to be recognized as an intelligent being, Foo Fighters' other desire was just to have a huge rack, I think.
0: Relatable. <laughs> so they have just enough time to square away a cover story. Basically, they heroically saved this guard from a gator. But from all I could tell, he still died anyway. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and simply only three ladies were mauled and and killed And dehydrated by a gator. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully, the exploded one is unexploded now, so you don't have to explain an explosion away.
0: So sometime later, it is sundown, and Whitesnake is checking out the, the disc stash, and he finds them all missing. That tire is empty, and he wonders at Jolene becoming a threat in her own right. Quote, Did she defeat that incompetent guard? (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe you should have got a competent one, huh? This this is a you problem. You caused this. Yeah, you fucked up. This is a hiring issue.
1: And this is when, around the corner, the entrance of the barn, a more heavily armed guard asks, uh, "Hey, father, it's getting late. We should go. We should go back to the prison." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then this is when we see White Snake's user, Father Pucci, the father prison's
0: priest. Poochie. They have. Every episode, they don't even know it yet, but they have been asking, where's (laughs) Poochie? So, let's talk about what this dude looks like, because it's something.
1: So, Father Poochie is a young, like, I don't know, mid to maybe late 20s at most, black guy with white hair that Mm -hmm. has, like, strips, you know, shaved through it, so the, the-
0: He has facial hair in places facial hair does not grow. Yeah. He has forehead hair. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it's on top of just
1: these lines shaved through his hair to kind of divide his, his head into different chunks of hair. Yeah, there's hair coming off of them in zigzag lightning bolt shapes, shapes down his forehead, which connect to his eyebrows. Uh-huh. And his sideburns also turn into, like, zigzag. His
0: sideburns don't follow his jaw. They no. follow his cheekbones.
1: Yeah, which then go all the way down and connect to his jaw in which they are larger like trapezoids
0: <laughs> on the on his jaw. And he's wearing something like, I don't know, a Halloween version of vestments.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh it looks like what Rohan would design if he got inspired by that that time he pretended to be a priest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just without the pen nibs. Uh yes, this episode ends with the camera. Panning up to reveal Father Pucci's face, uh, revealing him to be White Snake's user, whose voice is also the exact same as as White Snake's. They are one in the same. Mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm.
0: To be continued. Well, that that's how stands and their users work. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Pucci's first name is Enrico. Father yeah. Enrico Pucci, uh, the the prison chaplain here. He is named for sequin loving designer Enrico Converi mm. and geometric print loving designer Emilio Pucci. Okay who served a couple terms in the Italian uh, legislature.
1: Oh, huh. Yeah. Pushi's design should have had sequins on it. He should have been a, a besequined priest. <laughs> my favorite kind.
0: <laughs> His Japanese voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Th- this is another one where I just couldn't narrow it down. Because, <laughs> uh, for one, he is in every Mecha show, I swear to God. Oh, man. He's fucking Domon Kashu from G Gundam? <laughs> what? But he's also in Seed and Seed Destiny, he's in uh, uh, Escaflone, he's in Full Metal Panic, he's in EVA, he's in fucking everything. Wow, this is like a prolific dude. He also voiced Beautiful Joe. Oh, huh. And Yoshimitsu in in Tekken. Okay. (laughs) And he is the official dub actor for James McAvoy. Dude gets around. While Poochie's English voice is a trilingual YouTuber with 1 million subscribers and huh. a theater section on his resume, which I always appreciate.
1: That's pretty cool. Any other notable roles he's had for voice acting stuff?
0: Uh no, no. This this seems to be his debut as a major character. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. So that brings us to our last episode of the day. Episode 9: Debt Collector Marilyn Manson. <laughs> So we start in confession time. Someone has come to Father Pucci to, to talk about her feelings. And you know what? I'm really ashamed of the compulsion I have to steal. Parole, please? Pretty, please? please. Can, I, can I get one, please? Please. And so Father Pucci responds, I don't care about that. I care that dogs can read and parrots know how to make fire. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: He's also sucking on two cherries while he's doing all this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he says all that weird, crazy bullshit and asks this lady, like, do you know the difference between animals and humans? And she's and her response is, I don't know what that has to do with anything.
0: <laughs> and he's like, OK, so he pulls the, 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 the two connected cherry stems out of his mouth. And the cherry stones are still connected to the stems, but he's eaten the the fleshy fruit bit and is like, hey, pretty neat trick. And she's like, OK, but the parole, though, the parole, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, and he just <laughs> says, I'll make sure to put
1: in a good word. And as she gets up out of the chair, her hands clasped together like, oh, thank you, father. He g- puts his hand in the back of her head and uses her momentum to just crush her
0: skull into the side of the table. Slams her forehead into the corner of his desk, gush of blood, because, because he noticed that that compulsion to steal was coming out. She's been like light fingering, uh, uh, taking one of his, his big gold crosses. Mm-hmm. We can't have that. But, you know, you're just the sort of person I need. Let me grab a pair of discs here. Uh, so, so. <laughs> I I have a minion to make sure starplatinum.exe doesn't leave the prison.
1: (laughs) Yeah, after he slots those discs into the back of her head, we get the intro, and it is playtime. Everyone's outside playing catch, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Ermis and Jolene are just kind of sitting on the bench, kind of whispering to each other, about uh, their plans, what they did with the disc. Uh, Foo Fighters is hiding Star Platinum somewhere. and Hermes just...
0: doesn't think that's the right play at this time. Yeah. But the reason it is, is that Jolene currently has no connection to the outside. Mm. So there's no one to, like, arrange any sort of smuggling or or uh, pickup or anything. Best to keep it close. And FF is a weird monster freak. So... <laughs> At the same time, FF is
1: like picking up a catcher's mitt, wants to play catch. She's also gulping down on water
0: constantly, constantly. <laughs> but they are distracted when uh, American Giacchio, someone with the same hair swirlies yes. but blonde instead of blue, yes, uh, uh, picks up their cup and is called a fugly hoe for his trouble. <laughs> Foo Fighters takes water very, very seriously. Yeah. So seriously, their finger opens a slit in the tip, and they (laughs) shoot tiny bugs into this man's (laughs) mouth, so his head swells up five times the size, and then he pukes rainbows into the cup. And
1: FF goes, yum, and chugs all that garbage down. Chugs the rainbow (laughs) puke. (laughs) FF has literal finger guns that shoot little bugs. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. They're, they're interested in trying out what, whatever this baseball thing is. This seems like fun. The worst throwing uh, uh, posture I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but what can you expect? They are pond scum with a haircut. Like, yeah, <laughs> perhaps literally born yesterday. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I don't expect much. So Jolene and FF are just going back and forth,
1: throwing this baseball, and FF is pretty jazzed about the fact that they've thrown this ball back and forth 86 times without
0: dropping it. Jolene here is giving pointers and playing catch and is automatically a better dad than children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Foo Fighters like, says, oh man, we haven't dropped it yet, this is when the lady from the start of the episode appears and just says, hey, I bet that uh, you'll drop it. I bet that you can't keep doing it.
0: Uh, yeah, I bet you don't make it to a hundred, huh? Hundred yeah. bucks says you don't make it to a hundred. Uh, th- this lady introduces herself as Mirshawn. Her demeanor has has changed. She seems a little harder, a little colder. Mm-hmm. I guess she she's not pulling an "Oh, woe is me" scam. That might be part of it, but I think yeah. she's just got that enemy stand user swagger. Yep. Uh, but her hair has also changed. A literal impo- impossibility
1: this hairstyle yes, <laughs> yes! <laughs> so before she just had like this purple hair that was kind of parted down the middle and you know just went down the sides of her face down to about her shoulders
0: and she had three braided bangs coming from the center of of her head like where her widow's peak would be if she had one yeah uh three tiny little like padawan braids yeah
1: so now she's got like four of those just going straight down her face and her hair on the sides of her face are Two long
0: locks that are actually one that form a complete oval framing her face. So it looks kind of like she's wearing a catcher's mask made of her own hair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Miroshan here is is named for Mila Shone, the first Italian designer to show ready-to-wear in Japan.
2: Mm, okay.
0: Uh, she also designed the uniforms for Air Italia, Air Iran the italian team at the barcelona olympic games okay uh her english voice is Yuffie in final fantasy 7 remake oh
1: fuck i thought it recognized her
0: yeah we we <laughs> did talk about her uh uh when she was a character in thus spoke rohan
1: right yeah but
0: since then she also landed the role of makima in chainsaw man
1: oh fuck she's makima what the hell And she's
0: also uh, the main operator in 86. I don't remember if I mentioned that back then or Mm. not. I don't remember. While her Japanese voice dubs for Siri in The Witcher TV series. Okay. And Fru-Fru, the little vole mob boss's daughter in Zootopia.
1: (laughs) God, I can't believe I didn't recognize her voice. I was just like, this sounds like a voice actress I've heard before, but didn't realize it was fucking Yuffie.
0: I have to mispronounce Yuffie on this show every time. If, right. I, if I do it, if I say yuffy <laughs> enough, even while saying it right, when we do Final Fantasy 7 DLC videos, <laughs> people will think it's a bit.
1: Yep. Got to be, got to be consistent about this.
0: So, yeah, uh, there is a bet on the table. She flashes her wad. She's good for it. But Jolene is like, hey, I don't fucking gamble. I don't deal with this shit
1: uh fighters it's like that's only third you know 13 more more passes we gotta do that's easy and jolene jolene says not another word you <laughs> at least with the japanese subs which i thought was really funny uh so jolene's just like hey i can't bet anyways i don't even have anywhere near that amount of money you're flashing so it wouldn't even be that much of a bet for you and mirishon goes like hey it doesn't have to be money it can be anything drugs cigarettes Phone time, uh, vibrators, anything of value will do.
0: Is that, like, sticker price on the vibrators, or is there depreciation? Mm. I mean, once you take it off the lot, it loses half its value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but both the pals, both the pals are into it. Even though, like, Hermes is also really into the idea of taking this bet, even though she is also like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. This is probably a white snake trap. But come on, 100 bucks, come though. Mine. Like, she says, like, look at this chick. She's a stupid gambler who ruined her life. <laughs> you need the money to buy phone time mm-hmm. to get someone to pick up this disc. Let's, let's think about this.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, Mirashon is talking to Foo Fighters, who is super up for doing this because she loves to play catch. She
0: just likes to she,
1: play. She just likes to throw the ball back and forth. It's the, it is, <laughs> like, straight up in, in FF's Lifetime throwing this baseball back and forth is literally the most fun
0: she's ever had
1: like (laughs) i'd be jazzed
0: too so so they decide to put all of their fortune in the hands of this swab thing yeah (laughs) who's still getting used to having elbows in the first place
1: yeah and so the baseball comes whizzing by at like 3,000 miles an hour, right, just barely missing Marishone's head and flying right into FF's glove, knocking her to the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Jolene is like a champion pitcher.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so Jolene just says, okay, the bet's on, but I have stipulations. If you make any sounds, raise your voice, or even move from wh- from where you're standing, the bet is off.
0: And Foo Fighters, as as this goes on, uh, gets very upset anytime they think Miroshan is getting anywhere near their water.
1: <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, like, they're still setting terms for the bet. It's like, okay, you can't be too close to each other. It's got to be 10 meters. Also, if you hold on to the ball for too long, you lose. Three seconds.
0: Ten seconds, three
1: meters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Have numbers around. Yeah.
0: So so as as this goes on... Foo Fighters, let's go. The worst throw I've ever seen. And (laughs) I've watched myself throw a baseball. (laughs) It's like 45 degrees off.
1: It's terrible. So Jolene has to dive for it and catch it. And she slams into the bench. But she's still got it. Be more careful with your shitty throws.
0: And hey, they reach 100 times. They made it. They won. They won 100 bucks. But wait. How about we we, uh, sweeten the pot here? Why don't we raise to $1,000 for Mm. another 100 catches, huh? 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 Mm? And Jolene says, no, I am cashing out. This is stupid. (laughs) And Erma says, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do (laughs) it, do it. She is. There is too much at stake to pass up, says the person nailed for burglary twice. (laughs) I don't trust your judgment.
1: (laughs) And so, okay, let, let's let switch out. Let's switch FF for Hermes. They'll play catch. They're, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, we throw in the good the good pitchers now. And then, oh, shit, we got less than 10 seconds to throw it or whatever. So they they start the game. I was wrong. It wasn't Jolene and Hermes. It's Hermes and Foo Fighters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, shit, the game's taking they so long. They love to play catch. They, they love they to love play catch it. so much. The sun is setting now. It's time to go to bed. And they're still playing catch, and the game isn't done yet. And so, like, this guard comes up and grabs grabs oh one God, of them. this guard.
0: Yeah. This guard what? that looks like an f- FMV game villain. This... this guy
1: is from Twisted Metal. Yeah. <laughs> this guy looks like the cop cousin of Sweet Tooth. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got discolored flesh diamonds over each eye going it's, down his cheeks. Like, it's, it's a design you've seen in villains in so many yeah. things, right? I think
1: it's the same facial features that Nazi who got killed by Cactus Explosion in Part 2 had. Remember that guy? Yes, yes. It's the same thing. But he has very unfortunate hair curlies he's he's mostly bald it's just hair in the sides of his heads that yeah, yeah stick he, out he got that
0: horseshoe hair like 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 a like a bald man do <laughs> yeah. but the the hair growing out from behind his his ears uh, uh around the base of his skull is just too long and it curls yeah. off in into wisps it's bad
1: <laughs> he's an awful looking man he's an
0: awful looking
1: man <laughs> Like I love how rare it is that a cop or a guard in this part, especially, looks normal.
0: There's like two. If you look normal, you will be eaten by an alligator, and everyone will insist you are somehow alive. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's a dead man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Ff should put all of her goo in that dead cop, and then just be able to walk around everywhere. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yes. This this weird twisted metal guard uh, is grabbing. One of the lady's hands, whoever's holding the ball currently, and saying like, "Hey, fucking wrap it up! It's time. You know, play time's over." Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And Mirashone is still counting down. Like she doesn't yes, give a fuck about yes. this. Like keep playing.
0: And so Hermes it, like slips a hundred bucks to this guard to to bribe them for for two more minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: he's like, "Okay, all right, you got two minutes, but that's not enough bribe for me to let you keep your gloves." So now. <laughs> yeah. So now they're playing barehanded with a total novice. Mm-hmm. In, in one of her catches, Aramis juggles the ball, tosses it up, uh, uh, misses it a second time. But there is like Schrodinger's gum. We, when, when it was her turn to start catching, she mm-hmm. started like chewing a, a, a stick of double mint. And yeah. we see that there's a sticker on that gum. There's dupe gum, some in her mouth, some on the ball. And so she violates gravity in order to to send that ball straight to her own mouth Mm -hmm. to make an impossible catch. (laughs) But that's cheating. You're not allowed to do cheating because cheating summons Marilyn Manson. (laughs) And that's the last thing you want in your life. Yeah.
1: Or as it's localized, Mary Lynn Manson. And so, uh, Mirichon oh, stand. What the fuck is this thing? The this stand materializes, and it is. It's got a vending machine for a head. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically yellow head to toe. Head to toe. It's yellow with like orange knee and elbow guards and like shoulder pauldrons.
0: Its forehead has got a big coin slot, and its eye visor is a display, is a numerical display. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, it's got big old pauldrons. Its chest and arms, like mo- most of it, is made of what looks like shaggy carpet. <laughs> yeah, but but beneath that, it it it's revealed midriff is just like red cables or yeah. or like bungee cord or something. Yeah. And instead of hands, it has prosthetic hooks. Yeah. Yep. Th- this
1: stand looks kind of like, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of that game. That one arcade, like, baseball game where it's in the future and all the players are different robots you get to pick and they can fight, too. <laughs> he looks like one of those. That's what he looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Marilyn Manson appears and then lunges at
0: Hermes appears with old-timey cash register noises
1: (laughs) yeah and uh, this and actually before it lunges this is when its visor uh, uh, cash total uh, gets rung up on its its eye visor like it's a old uh, cash register or something for a thousand bucks and it runs at Hermes and with its prosthetics fucking plunges
0: (laughs) plunges into her boob incisions yeah
1: to rip out all of her cash yeah
0: we got some boob violence. That's a new one for Jojo. Well, I mean, that's where Irma keeps her teeth. So, <laughs> Yeah. And so, so, yeah, there's a $590 balance remaining. Mm-hmm. So Irma shouts, Sticker. Yeah. Does she sticker anything? No, she doesn't. No. Uh, <laughs> we have, kiss will do nothing for the rest of the episode. She just says the word, yeah. Sticker. And
1: that's when, uh, yeah, Marilyn Manson still has $590 left of debt to collect. And so it plunges its hand into Hermes's gut all the way through her back. And stuck on its little prosthetic hand is one of her organs.
0: It's a liver. It's a liver. It's a liver to cover the balance. She, they do a Mortal Kombat fatality with the liver.
1: Yep. So uh, that settles the debt. And now uh, Hermes doesn't have a liver. Anymore, And she's just kind of dealing with that fact on the ground as Foo Fighters fires off uh, another bug round from her finger guns, blowing holes clean through the stand's head, which then just immediately reform.
0: Completely ineffectual. Yeah, yeah. We get our our mid-episode, but with no title card. We we don't get a a little diagram of stand stats or anything. Mm -hmm. So Jolene proposes. All right, all right. Let's do a thousand throws to settle up, huh? Huh? How's that sound? You like? You like that? Is that a good game? Mm-hmm. You've got less than two minutes. That's five hundred throws a minute. Yeah. You have to throw eight times per second. I don't <laughs> think you're gonna make it. I know time can get dilated in the show, but come on now.
1: Yeah. And so with this new bet set, the uh, Marilyn Manson just like sinks into the ground and like waves goodbye kind of, <laughs> as its arm descends into the ground and disappears, they've
0: immediately figured out, hey, this is some white snake shit, there's no other way. And Irma's is on the ground, kind of dying, like, mm-hmm. hey, you that's a stupid thing you just said, you can't do this. And Jolene's like, hey, I can't let you die for me. Mm-hmm. I gotta get your parts back.
1: Yeah, you need that thing.
0: The three of them, uh, uh, you know, Foo Fighters in- included in this conference is like, Okay, but we can't possibly do this. How how are we supposed to to beat up this unbeatable stand? And Jolene's like, don't gotta, just gotta punch this lady until she's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We we finally got our first like real just get the user stand fight. Yep. John Gallier kind of was, but they were dealing with Manhattan Transfer a lot.
1: Yeah. And so like their two minutes have have passed, but they have to keep playing. So they're going Mm -hmm. back into the prison, constantly throwing the ball back and forth to each other as they
0: traverse the prison. Not just, like, going through the prison, but searching for Mirashan. Yeah. (laughs) Staying uh, uh, at least, you know, nine, ten feet apart, tossing the ball every ten seconds or less. Gotta follow all the rules, because you see, the the way that Marilyn Manson really works Mm -hmm. is, like, so many gamble stands before it. It knows what is truly in your heart. (laughs) Yes. It is summoned to make a judgment when you know, when you're being most honest with yourself, that you didn't do everything to uphold the the game. Yeah. So that is why you can't say, ah, yard time over, let's call it, because then Marilyn Manson's going to come for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't really come across at all in the English dub. Um, mm-hmm. But there is like in Miroshan's dialogue, it does pay homage to the other gamble stands, the other derbys, because in the Japanese dub, at least, whenever the bet is set and the terms are agreed on, they say in English "Okay," and <laughs> she also does this when uh, when the terms are are set.
2: Good. Stuff.
1: Yes, they're they're looking for her. They're in the shower room now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're tossing back and forth. They thought they saw her going here. And this is when she appears from uh, hiding behind a corner and Mm -hmm. she turns the light off.
0: She kills the lights while Jolene is already committed, like, in mid-throw. So she has to let the ball go. Mm -hmm. And the thing is... Jolene is a dangerous pitcher. Yeah. You know how you make sure that, the, that your person who just learned to catch today always catches the ball? You hit him square in the face. <laughs> you hit him square in the face in the dark so that a pseudopod of of pond sludge yeah. can come out of their eyeball. <laughs> yes. and And really just wrap that ball up. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the when Foo Fighters gets hit in the
1: head by the ball, it leaves a dent in her skull. Which I don't know if Jolene really just throws that hard, or if it's also because she throws the, that
0: hard.
1: <laughs> I, that's what I choose believe. But also, that's a dead body with goo in it. Maybe it's a little soft now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might be a little soft. So with ten seconds, uh, uh, you know, back on on the shot clock. Foo Fighters takes a moment to just blind fire into the dark in, in the direction of the sound of the light switch. And it hits Mirashan, who then bumps back into the switches, re-illuminating mm. the room. Hooray. So so they're following, just like leapfrogging as, as they play catch. But lockdown approaches. Bedtime. Bedtime coming. <laughs> yeah. You can't throw from a closed cell to a closed cell. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So
1: they they continue to chase after her. Jolene catches up with her and uses Stone
0: Free to clock her right on the jaw, real hard. In in the common area around the staging for like the food carts that go to the cells, because I guess some meals are done by delivery. Mm-hmm. Something about the Seven Wonders. Who's who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, Mirshawn's like cornered now and saying, like, okay, fine, take all the money and the liver. It's all yours. Stop punching me.
0: Uh, (laughs) Please, please stop punching me. What do I have to do to get you to stop punching me? And Jolene's like, "Uh, answer my questions. Also the liver, I guess. Uh, But Mirashan doesn't know what the hell a white snake is. Yeah. You know what she does know? She does know she is standing inside the the big elevator that takes that food cart up to the higher levels of the Mm -hmm. prison. (laughs) So she pushes a button, which closes the fence and the doors... And and she and Jolene start going up while Foo Fighters is left down below, which makes throwing a baseball really hard. (laughs) Yeah,
1: FF just has to sprint up the stairs.
0: Well, the second. Well, first they shove their goo into the door to force it open.
1: Yeah, so that there's enough time for her to toss the ball up the moving ele-
0: elevator before it's too late, and then they run up the stairs to yeah. accept it when, once they're they're back on the the upper level. Yeah, but she doesn't catch it. Instead, it is interrupted by our newest, most unfortunate-looking car.
1: <laughs> yep, fucking sweet tooth motherfucker, uh, who catches the ball and just tucks it away in his pocket and just leaves.
0: And says, hey, Marishan, this is what you bribed me to do, right? I did a good job, okay? Okay, bye.
1: Bye. Yes, the game of catch is over. They have failed. Marilyn Manson appears
0: and uh, punches clean through Jolene's gut. In order to go shopping for $1,000 worth of stuff. Yeah. And, oh,
1: there's such a gross-looking shot here because Marishan says, hey, I'm going to root around and find the... uh." You know your most expensive organ, and you just see the uh, Marilyn Manson's stand arm—you know, like elbow deep in Jolene, just like rustling around in there, and like mm -hmm. her skin is getting all moved around from it it,
0: where the arm hole is. Oh, it's It's, gross! It's super gross! It's super gross! But that's not going to make up the whole thousand dollars. In order to to cap it off, uh, you're going to need to throw in the Star Platinum disc. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I think for the right buyer, Star Platinum alone is worth way more than $1,000. <laughs> we don't need to bring organs into this. Yeah, it's
1: one of the most powerful <laughs> stands in the world. Uh... If
0: you take Star Platinum to Antiques Roadshow, they are going to appraise it at at least 12000 I would say. <laughs> yeah. The problem is finding a buyer that that it won't murder uh, on, upon, like, violent rejection. yeah. But yeah, Marilyn Manson's looking around for
1: the stand disc and realizes, oh, wait a minute, it's not inside Jolene, it's inside Foo Fighters. So the arm appears, like pops up there's out of the ground. Little,
0: there's this little shot that just like turns uh, their, their overall back transparent. And you can see these tiny baby arms of yeah. of the the goose sludge pressing the disc against Foo Fighters' back.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. It's very cute. It's, it's very really silly. Cute.
0: Miroshawn is just
1: cackling like, yes, I've won. I got your organ. She never says what it is, but also I got the disc. Uh, And this is when... What do you think
0: is the most expensive organ?
1: Heart? You'd think, right? Like, it's
0: it's definitely one of the headliners as far as organs go. Yeah. I mean, everything's supply and demand, right? Like, what's got the longest waiting list, I guess, is what Mm. the most expensive organ would be.
1: I still feel like that could be the heart. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right as Mirishan here is, is gloating that she's won, she gets a baseball to the face and a bunch of her teeth get knocked out.
0: Game's still on, motherfucker! See what happened. <laughs> what happened was... <laughs> uh, some, some strings, some finger strings came out and, and Stonefree pickpocketed the guard. Mm-hmm. Then the, the little strings uh, uh, tore open the seams on the baseball to take off the, the skin so that the ball was small enough to come through the the chain link fences because it's that sort of like industrial elevator, right? Where yeah, the like a uh, uh, fence comes down and, and mm-hmm. opens again. Took off the skin to reduce the diameter of the ball, and then it got re stitched together with stone free <laughs> uh, uh, string <laughs> yes. so that it's still a game legal ball. <laughs> and in in all of the stipulations, nobody said that it had to be uh, the same person playing catch with Jolene the whole time, only yeah. that Jolene would play catch with someone for a thousand throws. Mm-hmm. Maybe she could have said that before she got a, a, a stand rooting around in all of her guts. <laughs> she could have just said that that guy's still a legal player. It's it's it, uh, <laughs> Jolene let
1: that happen because she already had thought this incredible way to own somebody, <laughs> and she really wanted to go through with it. Because, yes, you know, how many throws and catches were were still left in the game? Because it's still going. You know, 800, 900? Don't remember. Let's go up to 1,000 anyways, just to make sure.
0: Let's just start over clean. Yeah, Yeah. so she throws 500 (laughs) beanballs straight in the face, bloodying and destroying Miroshan's poor poor bones, all of those bones.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, the baseball is still attached by... A thread, so she's kind of like, just like retracting it and throwing it back like mega fast, playing
0: paddle ball basically.
1: Yeah, the final throw of the baseball when it hits her in the
0: face, like her nose isn't there anymore. Like her face is concave. And the best part is the most like demoralizing thing is as Mirashan is being just dis- just being beat to shit by a game. Mm-hmm. Her stand is just like somewhere in the ether thinking, this is legal. This is okay. <laughs> yeah. I approve of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so
1: Miroshan goes out like a uh, an enemy in Yakuza because when she's defeated, tons of dollar bills scatter into the air <laughs> and it's raining $20 bills. Uh,
0: and then her discs eject.
1: Yeah. And also everyone's organs came back, by the way. Yay, Yay organs. organs. I
0: love organs. I love to have them. I love to hold them. <laughs> uh, Christmas morning as a kid, I would go down under the tree <laughs> and find all the new organs. Oh, man. So plentiful.
1: I'll be so full of
0: organs. Now I got to get my own. Ooh. Yeah. That's the worst part of Black Friday is the line for the good organs. For me, it was kind of like the same thing as a kid. It was the same thing as like getting
1: socks or clothes. Where I was just like, man, I don't, I want toys. But now I'm thankful for getting organs on Christmas.
0: As long as they're the right size. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do anything with a bigger big organ. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's the yeah. end. Uh everybody's hunky dory and now we have assembled the trio. Mm-hmm. It took 8 episodes but we finally got the the central cast as far as I know it. Mhm. I I really like the the twist of the one of the new allies
1: just being not human at all. Mm-hmm. I just love them beating up a uh, stand and going like, "Wanna be friends?" <laughs> like like even more than that already happens like in part four where everyone beaten up becomes nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey colony of plankton do you want to play catch
0: do you know what that <laughs> is I don't know but I do want to and it will become my life yes <laughs> get your hands off my cup <laughs> Motherfucker. no they're they are great they are so cool I, yeah. I do enjoy like noticing that as soon as Foo Fighters takes over this corpse Mm-hmm. It goes from an it to a they. There is an immediate and constant like pronoun shift in that moment. Yes. When once they start piloting Atro, mm-hmm. the late Atro,
1: <laughs> and yeah, if
0: there's one character archetype
1: that works on me a whole lot, it's the weird gremlin character. It's it's always just very enjoyable mm-hmm. to have the weird freak of the group who's extremely likable for being how for how weird they
0: are. I like that... I mean, obviously, they're not very good at being human yet, but I like that they're not really trying to be. Yeah, they're just having fun, really.
1: They like drinking water out of big cups. They like their big gulp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they like throwing the ball back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
0: Everything they've done so far in human life, two thumbs up, have enjoyed every single part of being oh, yeah. a person so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's two things, but it's two very good things.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like this stand is kind of a retread of the gambling stand, but it's pretty fun more just because of the format of the game they're playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to play extreme catch Man, I cannot believe we only have three more episodes left before we're already at our first recap.
0: Now imagine watching three episodes and waiting nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That sucked. That really sucked. But we won't have to do that, and you, the listener, won't have to do that at all. Yeah. In fact, you'll only have to wait one week for us to talk about episodes 10 through 12, Operation Savage Garden, Head to the Courtyard 1 and 2, and episode 12, Torrential Downpour Warning.
1: Oh, man. I'm excited for these three episodes. They get pretty (laughs) pretty wild.
0: It is, like, you were talking about it previously, but Mm. Jolene is so assertive and in control and just, like, in the driver's seat for everything. Yes. (laughs) To a degree that hasn't been true in any previous part, really. Yeah, yeah. Because our two Hamon boys were both kind of being led around by, by their teachers, by their mentors. Mm-hmm. While Jotaro was definitely first among the team, he was really in the team. Yeah. Jolene is just, like, the instigator of mm-hmm. pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, like, she immediately took charge uh, and is still, like, the very clear leader of everything.
0: mm mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. God, yeah, none of the other JoJo's are like that. When Ermis gets a fight after, like, she she joins the crew, it's because Jolene told her to d- go do a fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It feels very refreshing after, you know, all the other JoJo's either being part of a team or, you know, having some other sort of authority character, you know, leading, leading them on like Lisa Lisa did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's, there's just something... Uh, really nice about jolene's character and how much you can also tell she just does not take
0: shit from people she doesn't gamble yeah everyone around her wants her to gamble so bad though yeah fucking no (laughs) so okay okay Uh after all of this the our trio is what twelve hundred dollars richer ermis is still on a five thousand dollar treasure hunt (laughs) they should be running this prison right
1: yeah yeah I mean, especially with your Invisible Punch Ghosts and not too many other prisoners having Invisible Punch Ghosts, you should be able Mm -hmm. to take over this
0: place pretty easy. You don't even have to use your stand. Just, like, try to shove Star Platinum into people until they die. (laughs) Yeah. Until they, they, like, half a stroke from having the Star Platinum disc get rejected so hard. Just start throwing it like a Frisbee
1: at people's... Does it even really have to go in their head? Can it just any part of their body? Can you just throw star platinum at it and they just fucking explode? This is a very <laughs> this is a very
0: powerful item they have. Just start spitting up blood like they got punched in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: God, when, when I first watched that part though, and she put star platinum in her head, I was just like, oh man, is somebody finally gonna have straight up two stands in their body? Hell yes. Like, can she no. just pop out no and it's probably better for not giving her Star Platinum on top of her own stand, but it would have been cool.
0: <laughs> uh, she's just got to get one of those, like, zipper folders full of for, for CDs, but it's all the, like, oh, yeah. dozen stands that she can hot swap.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she's got to get a disc changer installed in her
1: brain. <laughs> <laughs> can you put the stand discs on shuffle? Can you just, just every few hours, just have a different stand? I think that's just what Ben 10 is. I don't know.
0: I never watched it.
1: Oh, kind of. (laughs) I kind of, yeah.
0: But yes, we are going to be back uh, next week, Boxing Day. Ooh. With uh, uh, the last three episodes of the first Netflix drop learning about Savage Garden and Torrential Downpour Warning. Mm -hmm. While I'm talking about the future, I should say this is our last recording before Gexter Life 4. So, once again, I'm sure we are about to have a great time, and you, the listener, will already be aware of how great a time we, we will have had. <laughs> but you can go check out Gextra that's G-E-X-T-R-A dot life mm-hmm. for the donation page for any last minute donations, all going to Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan. Hopefully, by the time this goes up, the YouTube mirrors will have started uh, yeah. uh, for the archive. And you can check those out as well.
1: Yeah. I, I picked some real stinkers this time. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. They're all interesting, at least. Except maybe for Gilligan's Island. I'm not sure about that game. <laughs> that might just be a stinker. <laughs> I wasn't sure I wanted to pick that one because it just looked miserable. But I was just like, no, but Gex, that's absolutely within the era of mm-hmm. TV shows that Gex is constantly referencing. So I got to sure have...
0: There, there's definitely some Gilligan's Island lines in at least one of those games. Yeah
1: pretty sure yeah i i had to pick it uh yeah until then see you later
0: to be continued